Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 408. Is that where we're at now? 408. Yeah, 408. God, we've done this forever. We should stop. But anyway, yeah. we'll continue for you guys because we love you guys. But I am Otto. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm wearing a black <laughs> shirt. Just to let you guys know. <laughs> Anyhow. Thanks. Dude. Oh, I didn't wear my mask. Damn it. I needed my mask. Sorry. I, I, wow. I'll do my penance. I'm getting COVID through the screen. <laughs> no, that's Jared, everybody. Say hi to Jared. Hello, everybody. And Alex Schlegel. Hey, everybody. And the senior government analyst. Thank you for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Great to be here. Yeah, you've been away for a while. We need to send him uh, a badge. adventures and stuff. Yeah. Great to be back. Awesome. Well, we're glad to have you. And also we're glad to have a special guest, the very uncontroversial, but more importantly, the uncancelable <laughs> Carlin B. Thank you guys Ooh. for having me and my and my knitting and my knitting. I was wondering what you were doing with your hands there. I was like, <laughs> oh, you just, I can't, it's knitting, knitting. Yeah. Okay. I I'll just be knitting see, like, at all fiddling. times. Wow. Do all the women in New Hampshire have to knit? Is that just like a cultural thing there? Well, getting ready I mean, for winter, I guess. Well, it is. And if, if they try to crochet, then we send them to Massachusetts because knitting is the far most superior of all craft. Okay. <laughs> What's all the, the difference? Chopping right? wood. So many things. Yeah. So many yeah. things are different. Yeah. Yeah. Carlin's agreed to knit some PRL uh, beanies for everybody. So. I have. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Just give us uh, $150. Like yarmulkes? I'm, I'm <laughs> currently, yarmulkes? So yeah. true, true story. I'm currently working on a Mises Caucus theme shawl. I'm go. designing a Mises Caucus shawl. Like a prayer shawl for, <laughs> for, for Jews? Or what are you talking Mises, about here? It's, it's like a talent? It's going to have the Mises Caucus symbol on it. Wow. Mm-hmm. All the rabbis wow. are going to want one. It's going to be done for Pork Fest next year. All right. Just, nice. don't, just don't get it anywhere near Pete Canona's. Oh, no. F yeah. that guy. F that guy. He blocked yeah. me on Twitter after I told him his girlfriend was insane. That was quite a saga. And I don't, I don't want to least he has all a that. girlfriend. I, does he? Yeah, he I doesn't anymore, does he? <laughs> I, no, I, I don't know. know. Don't want to go there. Not a, <laughs> he, uh, he's not. A, we've, we've chronicled how he's no longer a fan of me because I stopped giving him my $2 a month. Yes, he he deleted me. He deleted me on Facebook when I stopped giving him money to Patreon. So we chronicled is that. Is he still is he still post libertarian or is he moved on to a post post libertarian or like where is he at now? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. See, I'm just gonna picture if like if he starts like if I see him in a video with tiki torches, you know, like it'll be sad. If you see him crying in jail, <laughs> oh, ouch. Crying Nazi. I know. I got the reference. I got it. I got it. A lot Thanks. of our fans are ruining my too. joke, Otto. Thank you. <clears throat> oh, boy. That's what I do. I can't make jokes, so I just try to ruin them. I'm not. Seems funny. fair. See, that was the joke. See, I'm not good at that. All right. So, anyway, so I had a pretty interesting weekend. Just got back from the LNC meeting, our first real LNC meeting with the new board. It was pretty boring. 
um, say the least. And Babs really, really wanted me to talk about like the highlights of all the motions and the amendments to the motions. So I'm, I can't wait for the minutes to get done. I'm going to send you the minutes. We're going to go over the phone talking about it. I know that's what James really, really loves for me to do. So, <laughs> wait, I'm thrilled. I, I, I hopefully there was a motion to amend the motion. Oh and, yeah, uh, many. Yeah. Oh, and then there was some discussion. Yeah, it was great, invigorating. That was fun. It was cool. Cool times. Good times. But I just got back because I was in D.C. I was driving back and forth Ooh. from Baltimore every day. What's the vibe down there? Um, a lot of Ukrainian flags. A lot of Ukrainian <laughs> flags. Every house in Old Town Alexandria, like every other house, had a Ukrainian flag. Is, or... e- is everyone play on every house you go by? Like somebody works for the military industrial complex, probably. Right. Like, yes. Oh, that's like, a, we're a Raytheon house. Oh, we're lucky. Oh, you speaking know, of like, which, oh, I'm going to interject with a with a brief story. But uh, I was I was flying to. Um, so I went to Arizona for a wedding over the weekend and I was flying there on American Airlines yeah. and I sat next to a guy. And, and so we had to fly into we had to fly into Tucson and then drive down to this little mountain town called Bisbee, which is actually a really cool town, like super like artsy weird um all that kind of good stuff but anyway so i was on the plane next to this guy and this guy's like hammered drunk like auto level (laughs) drunk but he's like super friendly and he's like real talkative and he's just like talking me and shannon's like ear off the whole time uh but he's like real loud too (laughs) like everyone's like looking at us but we're just like whatever it's not us it's him so anyways he's talking he's like he's like yeah i'm an engineer i work for raytheon Oh no! Because that's like apparently the only employer in all of like Tucson is just Raytheon. Oh, I built a special like, pediatric napalm. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> but he kind of said it, and he was like, he didn't seem very like proud of it. So you know, he was like, he was like, yeah, I mean, you know, everyone works for Raytheon. They get like a ton of money from the government. I was like, oh yeah, you mean like the military industrial complex? He's like, oh yeah, you know, you know about that. <laughs> I've <never laughs> heard of it. I was like, yeah, I might, I might talk about it every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, oh, speaking man. of uh, passenger passengers on planes, did you guys see the picture that Josh uh, Josh Smith put up? Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. Josh, Josh, no, um, I didn't. Bernie Sanders was on Joshua Smith's flight to D.C. Oh Jesus, what do you and- do? He told him, like, he needs to pass. Like, he just went up to him. Of course, Bernie's wearing his mask. And so Josh went next to him and, like, sat down and took a picture with him. And he told, I guess, I guess he told him to, like, hey, man, you need to pass more in the Fed bills. And he was like, oh, yo, yo, okay, okay. But, but here's, like, here's proof we live in a simulation. The shirt he was wearing was the yes. physical removal t-shirt with the helicopter throwing commies from it do you what, think bernie, bernie was wearing that, that no oh, josh yes. was wearing that t-shirt <laughs> bernie, was wearing, he's even, even bernie was wearing a hopper shirt <laughs> has bernie even has anyone even threatened to throw bernie out of a helicopter i mean like yeah, he probably wouldn't even i'm get pretty it. sure josh smith just did <laughs> yeah we gotta pull up the he just pointed at his shirt right Oh man! Wow, but so yeah, awesome. that was that was so far. I thought I didn't think it was real at first. I was like, oh, you just found a guy that kind of looks like him. But no, it was like legit <laughs> him. He's a man he of the people. Larry David. He, he flies. He flies <laughs> with the people and in the, the, the steerage class. You know, with the with the blacks and in the gays. The, and he's the, out there. You know, in the steerage class. <laughs> the steerage class. Yeah. He's at the on the bottom deck of the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Was it in cabin? Was it in? Was it in cabin or was he? I think first he class? was. He might have been business class. And jo- I don't. I don't know. You'd have to see the picture. I've only done coach or whatever. I, yeah. I, I I do Southwest. That's where I do my flying. So if we don't have the business. I normally class do Southwest, but somehow American Airlines was cheaper for this flight. Really? Because they suck. Damn. Didn't you? Were, you were on a warpath with? Them. I mean, honestly, dude, Marlin. it was a lot oh. better. It was a lot better flight than no. than fucking Southwest. So the last time I flew American, and I have like I was flying American all through like out twenty twenty because I'd travel all over the place, and so I had like really high status with them that they just kept extending because of like the pandemic. So the last time I flew them was out to Reno for the convention, and those mm. fuckers tried to trap me in Washington D.C. overnight, and I had to spend two thousand dollars on a ticket to get myself from Washington D.C. to Reno to get there for the convention, and they never have. I, I'm basically taking them to court over this. They never reimbursed me for it. They tried to, they, they actually, they had me booked on this flight and then they called and canceled the ticket. And so they were, they basically like their, their agent was trying to strand me in Washington, DC. And I was like, F you well, guys. at least you didn't have to spend the night in DC and you, all you lost was a couple of grand. All I got was a couple so grand and a small claims court uh, case against American airlines, which I'll inevitably win eventually. But I was going to say, what didn't discover you find out you're on a no fly list. Like, <laughs> you know what? I'm never leaving New Hampshire again. I don't care. I'm never flying. <laughs> flying sucks now. Flying has sucked uh, so bad in the last couple of years. I can't imagine. Yeah. Uh, I haven't flown in years and years. Uh, and, and like, I just. Well, we don't all you know, have just, uh, motor and regular flying. And then and then with the whole like lockdown, like that just I couldn't even consider it. So kind of stuck in North America until it's safe to travel again. <clears throat> I remember yeah, it, wasn't, plane, it wasn't too bad, but. You know, yeah, it, 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 it was it, it was pretty bad for me because like it was so cramped on these planes. Like they're just so booked now. And I, I mean, I was literally cramped next to like just like having my arms in. I was kind of half leaning in the aisle just because I'm like, God damn, like this. Of course, this one like tiny, tiny woman had to sit between me and my friend Brett, like as we were flying out to Reno. And it just, it was like for like five hours. It was just so like unbearable. Are you afraid you got monkeypox from this? I mean, no, no, I'm good. I'm safe with the monkeypox. Oh, pox. I just, sorry, you just made, reminded me uh, on the, on the, so I had a layover and this, this guy that I just told the story about was, I picked, I, I sat next to him going from Dallas to Tucson, which the Dallas airport is pretty nice. Like it's fucking huge. There's actually a bunch of decent restaurants in there. But anyway, so like the flight there, I sat next to a COVID Karen oh, who had, no. a, oh, you know, no. completely masked. Her her little kid was masked. Her her husband or whatever he was, it was a weird dynamic. There was also masked. And when they so over the over the um, announcement thing, they say like, you know, we we no longer have any regulations regarding masks. So please respect the choice of your, you know the people around you or something like that. And like when they said that, she like looked at me and like gave me this like nasty look and then looked back. I was like, what the fuck? You got the dust there. Oh no. You got the carriage. It was like Shannon was like that. That lady just gave you like that nastiest look. I was like, oh, really? But isn't the whole plane looking at at their family and just quietly laughing to themselves? I mean, I mean, feel so bad for the kids to grow up in that environment. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like at least like ninety five percent unmasked. So things are looking up, but <laughs> are they? Because they just declared a uh, emergency state of emergency in New York City for monkeypox. Yeah, that that's true. That's true. <laughs> just, Otto, you have to be worried, right? 
I'm good. I'm told you. Aren't I'm you in good. that culture? No, I only have sex with straight men. So I'm good. <laughs> that's, where, that's where I get my sex from. Yeah, not gay men. Just safe got no, no, not, not to no. have sex with men. Yeah, why? Well, ooh, no. They. I does not gay. I only do. Yeah, only straight guys. Yeah, straighter the better. Dude, the that's media is really struggling dealing with this, and uh, <laughs> we were talking about before we went live, but. Yeah, they're they're not using the term gay. They're using men who like to have or men who have sex with men are at high risk of the monkeypox. I didn't know this was a thing until I literally saw like a news article about it. And I I almost thought this was like, wait a minute, is this a joke? Like this is a joke, right? I had no clue. I was so blown wait, away. When what I aspect was a joke? This. I thought it was. I because like I thought the news story was like some type of joke article because they were saying like how it affects what it what was the the like. Gay, gay men. and bisexual men. Yeah, gay and bisexual men. And I was like, but it's like, wait, what? if you're bisexual, aren't women at risk of this? Like, right? Uh, oh, I don't know. Now you got to consult a biologist, right? Like, it's just impossible. Jared had to. Jared got too offended by this. Oh no, wait, wait he's back. There he is. All right. I hit a. Uh, I had an errant. Ma- Aaron, uh button put press on my mouse that just like went back. <laughs> were you that aroused when we were talking about? Yeah, I got real excited sex. for a second. Just. It popped up. Is that yeah. what happened? The fact that they have a vaccine already, like that's odd. Apparently it's a clinical well, trial. A the director of the WHO said it's a clinical trial. So all these clinics that are popping up in New York City and San Francisco, I don't know. And remember like two, it was about a year, a year ago. Remember that trailer, that unmarked trailer that had a bunch of monkeys that was hit by a dump truck on Interstate 80 and like upstate <gasps> oh, Pennsylvania. I do remember that. I remember it like those. Dude, that's <laughs> how it all started. Holy shit. And oh, the monkey yeah. bit that God. woman. Remember God. that was like that was yeah. patient zero. That dude. This, and, and, uh, and you know Fauci was in on that. You know Fauci was doing some kind of gain of function research on yeah, monkeys. Driving, he was driving Got the truck. to release the monkeys out to the people. So yeah, because it was bite. going to a laboratory out west or some shit like out in the Midwest. And it was, yeah, that was how Holy it all crap. started. Did you know there is a connection for monkeypox and and Wuhan? The Wuhan lab may still may be involved in this one as well. Hmm. So, oh, um, I mean, if I was if I was, let's just say the kind of person who would be susceptible to monkeypox, you know, or at risk, right? Whatever you're calling that now, I think um, we're all at risk, right? Think about like what if what if uh, Fauci and this lab was involved in this after what he did over AZT, right? To a very similar population, like it was responsible for just was death and misery and suffering, right? In his previous quest to to sell pharmaceuticals, um, man, if he's if he did monkeypox too, like this is like he's really like a like a three times supervillain. Hmm. What, if it's, what if it's what if it's more of a Ukraine tie? You know, like Nazi bioweapons labs. Yeah, that's what Nima Something said to Hunter Biden. Like, let's get Hunter yeah. Biden and the big guy it's getting normal. a kickback. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Ukrainian lab. lab. Or is this is monkeypox the new thing to explain away shingles and some adverse reaction? Ooh. Could that oh. be? Worse? We got to have something oh. else. I knew Alex had came to explain the... away. What if it's the mark of the beast? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> the mark of the oh, beast. What if a whole bunch of children start getting it after they after they go to <laughs> at their government school? Oh, you know, no. like hmm. oh. like oh, yeah. Some, something's up. I don't know. Prepare, prepare. Hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. Who knows what's going to come from this? 
Start your victory garden. Yeah. Well, dude, I got so many tomatoes in that garden. It's insane. I'm going to start canning soon. Yeah, you're canning? Well, I probably will come fall. But yeah, man, garden's out of control. I think you I have got, a bunch of frozen make some ones from last fried year. Fried green tomatoes. Fried oh, green hell. tomatoes are the best. Heck yeah. Hell yeah, yeah they are. But yes. So, Carlin, what do you want to get into? What's uh, how's this governor's race going on up in New Hampshire? Um, so yeah, I am up. currently uh, so so the Democrat actually was kind enough to poll on my name for some reason. Check this out. I'm currently polling at eight percent as a libertarian Woo, in New Hampshire nice. for governor. Wow. So, in a two way or three way race? In a three way. Nice. So I actually, and and given that I mean I frankly haven't really done much of anything except launch a website and and tweet like a madwoman and you know occasionally like release videos of me ranting about things like putting cameras in public school classrooms. I haven't really done that much, and so I actually feel pretty good about my eight percent. And uh, you know, as long as long as I get over four percent, I'll be really happy with that because that'll get us uh, ballot access. Should we put body cams on the teachers? I don't know that we should put body cams on the teachers, but actually one of the things I I, ha- I did promise to do as on uh, day one as governor, and I am actually serious about this, is I want to put a, a camera in every uh, public school classroom uh, in New Hampshire, at least. I'd really like to do it across the country because teachers are lying about what they're teaching kids, and I don't think that's cool. And I think that, you know, during the pandemic, we saw the largest mass exodus from government schools in a generation once parents were actually able to see what uh, what their little darlings were learning in the government schools. And so I think we should just keep that party going. They've already got the equipment. They did it for two years during the pandemic. No reason we can't uh, keep showing parents what their kids are learning. Did you see, I saw some statistics about uh, uh, declining government school roles. Is that what you were just referencing? And New Hampshire was, was doing really well. Even Pennsylvania had like a 10% drop, if I recall those headlines uh, i'm like this is the most encouraging thing i've heard in a long time yeah so new hampshire had i believe it was a 14 percent drop out of the government schools they actually had to consolidate some of the public schools in manchester which is our um, largest city uh we've actually uh, just passed legislation a couple week, a couple maybe months ago um to really make homeschooling a lot easier a lot more available but i think we can keep doing better um we have education freedom accounts where uh parents can do can take money to um you know send their kids to private school or what have you if they don't want to take them out of the public schools and actually another promise that I've made if people are good enough to vote for me for governor is that I will work with the state legislature to make our property tax optional. So 66% of our property tax roughly goes towards funding the public schools. I think that if uh, people don't like the job the public schools are doing, they really shouldn't have to pay for them. Heck yeah. That's that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sure the teachers union is going to love you. uh, (laughs) I'm going to be their new BFF. Well, you know what? Fun fact. So uh, in New Hampshire, the teachers unions have actually taken out online ads to fight back against the libertarians because we defunded one of their schools. We cut the budget by like 50 percent. And the teachers unions were so pissed off that they started buying all these online ads on like Facebook attacking the libertarians. So, uh, yeah, they've already they've already got us in their sights. But that's a good thing, I think. I mean, it, let's face it, it, for libertarians, this has got to be the easiest front that we have to fight on. We have very little say over what happens with the police or with foreign policy or with the Fed or with any of these departments. But what we do roll over 
Oh, no, Babs is glitching right? out. So, oh, I, I thought that was me glitching out. I guess uh, uh, James, your, oh, no. your internet. Yeah. Let's see. Let me. Um, it wasn't bad, but you were just, just, no, you were good. It was just, uh, okay. you're saying just that. that's the one thing like, we can wait. control. Yeah, we can just take our own kids out of it and, and we win, right? You yeah, just, just, it's the easiest yeah. government program to opt out of, of any of them. Well, right? and you know what? You, you know what's funny too is if if parents unenroll their kids from public school at like the very start of the term before they before the school and the the, the date is going to be different for every state. But if parents unenroll their kids before the date the school has to send the numbers to the state and then re-enroll them the following week, basically the state is going to fund the schools based off of those numbers that the school has sent in. So parents can quite literally defund the schools just by unenrolling their kid for like a week and then sending them nice. back to the public school no, no, and don't like send automatic them back. no well no, the idea is to save the kids I, not to just scam them out of money okay I, don't I, sacrifice I, your kid on that on that you know battle, what okay? i agree with that but sometimes you it's a battle of inches and so if we can cost the schools a little bit of money i think that that's still an overall win no you had it right at just unenroll just leave <laughs> it at that seriously and every day every time that number goes down watch them squeal this is some kind of crisis oh, yeah. i'll bet to them this is going to be some kind of problem well, what can we do what can we do to crack down on this what can we do to to make them need us you know, like oh they're definitely concerned they're talking they're they were talking about it on Nor, uh, normie talk radio here in baltimore that i occasionally tune in to see what the normies are talking about but yeah um homeschool and private school has increased in maryland this article was from back in march 8th of 2022 and in the state of maryland it's uh decreased public school enrollment that year decreased almost by three percent so it seems like the states that had the the harshest covid and COVID's lockdowns and masking and all the bullshit. So, right. So if our if if school enrollment goes down by three percent, do I get an automatic three percent cut on my property tax uh, extortion uh, payment? You think, right? But no, that's not the case. Or well, somehow they're gonna. This is somehow this will be why they need even more money. Oh, right? they need more funding. Yes, they're gonna be like, look, exactly. Our schools aren't competing. People aren't using them. Obviously, we're not. We're gonna have to spend more on them. Right. Which is going to be their attitude instead of saying like, oh, good. People are handling education on their own, you know, because the big excuse for government schools is, well, we need to have a safety net or like everybody deserves an education. But if people choose that they don't want the, the free government thing, that that becomes its own problem to them. So I can't wait to see the, this just the squeal. Well, do you guys want to see how good the uh, government schools are performing right now, according to the longest running assessment of government schools? Break it down. Sure. All right. Let me, I, can, I can show it to you. Actually, I'll show it to you right on the screen. I'll show people how to find this information. So there's a website um, called nationsreportcard.gov. If someone wants to pop that screen I just shared onto the screen, we can show you exactly how to check in on how your schools are doing. Um, so this is when you say good. your schools, what do you mean? So, so you can like, well, you can actually break this. If you go to the website, you can actually break this down by state. So we're just looking at the national statistics so we can see for public schools. Um, and this is fourth grade, 12th grade, eighth grade and 12th grade proficiency. The public schools currently um, 36% of the kids graduating from public schools are proficient in reading. Um, 20, nationwide. This is nationwide. 22% wow, proficient in science, 25% in writing, 24%. That's how they judge math. themselves. Is that correct? The, these are based off of standardized assessment. This is the longest running um, like scorecard of the assessments that are done in public schools. So this has been going on for decades. And then his history, 11 percent, 11 percent. I wonder everybody falls for. for the current thing. 
That's exactly they right. Have no concept of history. Eleven percent. Right. Eleven. Right. You take away history. You take away logic. You take away math. You fall for the curve every time. Right. Like, yep. oh yeah. And and you can see too. What's amazing about this is people always say, "Well, Carlin, this is just something that happens in later years." No, it isn't because you can see even in the fourth grade, which is this first column right here, we're at nineteen percent for history can, based on based on fourth Can you pull up a, like a city like Philadelphia? Not like, easily, uh, but you you can find it if you go to the they 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 have all this data on their website, so people can play around with it and break it down. Every time you see these report cards, it's just atrocious. And, um, you know, not not only that, but like in, I don't know if it's true nationwide as as bad as it is in Philly, but the government schools are just racist. OK, when it comes to discipline against um, uh, the, the dark skinned kids, they get abused, they get all the harshest punishments. Everything is like geared against against black people in the schools. Then well, I, I tell people like, hey, I want to defund racist schools. You know, and that, like that'll that freaks them out because they're like, no, we we can't, you know, like, no. Yeah. You know, like and you can literally make smoke come out of some people's ears by suggesting you defund racist schools. So Philadelphia is actually interesting because a couple months ago, I actually watched a webinar put on by by the Philadelphia School District. They did a series of like diversity webinars and the Philadelphia schools have actually integrated critical race theory into literally every part of their curriculum to include oh math. They have actually integrated anti-racist math into their curriculum, where if kids go to math class in Philadelphia, they're talking about their feelings about math. They might be writing interpretive song and dance about math. And they're talking about, and I kid you not, the director of math in the Philadelphia School District, it's live on the Internet saying this, they are teaching kids about tree equity in math class, which basically means they go out in the city of Philadelphia and they talk about why there are more trees in some parts of Philadelphia than in other parts of Philadelphia. In math class. Hey, knock like yourself if, uh, out, kids. But parents, <laughs> like, if you want something better for your family, you don't need to. You don't. It's not a conspiracy theory that what's going on in these in these places is garbage, right? Like, like if, you guess, if, you uh, just, saying like one of the out. math equations is like if five BLM protesters burn down two whole blocks, how many? BLM protesters does it take to burn down seven blocks? <laughs> well, but not even that, because because in anti-racist math, there there are no wrong answers in anti-racist right. math, because if a student gets the wrong answer, the teachers are not allowed to correct them. Well, the uh, didn't the governor of o Oregon team uh, didn't have any standards for people of color, blacks or Hispanics when it came to oh, yeah. Yeah, math yeah, yeah, science? Like, she just that. signed this oh, yeah. into law. Yeah, so that there's right. She hey, was the, the ultimate in bigotry of low expectations from her. Yes. Like this ultimate so of like, oh, well, since since, uh, you know, we have to we're going to have to change the rules. So, you know, so our minority students, um, you know, pass. Uh, that's just ridiculous. I mean, it, why not just admit like, wow, our government schools suck, especially for our minority groups. Like that's the real like conclusion. And then you can say, like, how can we help kids escape this bullshit? I mean. Every when I see those statistics, I mean, think of like just one kid getting free. That's like Harriet Tubman freeing one more slave, right? Like that with a ripple effect that could would you know for for generations. So um, you know, I, I really can't think of much more important. Great to see New Hampshire like really doing a good job with that.
Yeah, well, I mean, we're definitely trying. We're definitely um, focused on it. You know, our our stupid rhino governor keeps uh, siding with the Democrats. And so he's making it harder to uh, put the bills into law that we need. But I mean, the, the momentum is definitely in our direction. I think parents here want more homeschooling options for their kids. Um, and I would do I'm going to do everything I can to make sure they have those options and that they understand really what's going on in the schools. Yeah, your rhino governor was down here <sighs> visiting our lame duck lame duck lockdown larry hogan and you know trying to be that we're the we're the non-trumper we're the never trump republicans and i was just ratioing ratioing him well not ratio but just calling him out i just troll him on the mises account in maryland so i always just just call him out that he locked us down he's all on oh today is vaccine awareness day he made he put out a tweet about that and i said you know lockdown larry uh sponsored or lame duck governor sponsored by Pfizer. And he has delusions of grandeur to try to be the anti-Trump Republican and run for president. And yet his rhino Republican that was, uh, that he backed just got ratio, just got destroyed by this Republican. Like that's backed by Trump. Like Maryland is just ridiculous. Like it is just insane. Yeah. Maryland's uh, like pretty much the conservatives are eating themselves here. It's just, uh, I mean, the the conservatives are eating themselves everywhere. Like it's actually it's like it makes me so sad to watch because, you know, I was I was involved in like like the MAGA movement in 2020. And it was like it was listen, perfect. They were not by any stretch of the imagination. But this is when I thought thought the Libertarian Party was still woke. So I have to you know, they were the best I had at the time. But people were actually working together. They were like they were like they were everyone was in a good mood. And now two years later, um, everyone is just at each other's throats. And it's so ridiculous. The GOP. Who's it it through whose throats? Like within the GOP, like everyone is fighting everyone else. Yeah, because you have a lot of you get a lot of flack because you came from the you did the, the what was it the whole national walkaway movement so you were kind of within yeah. the trump you were in the conservative circles for a little bit I was. I, I left the left in uh, 2020 and I accidentally went viral on the Internet because Donald Trump Jr. retweeted an article that I wrote about going to a Trump rally. And um, and so I ended up uh, touring with the walkaway movement for about six months, like going around the country every single week. We were the only the only group that was out doing rallies every single week um, during the covid lockdowns, trying to like encourage people to actually come out and stand up and demand that we reopen things. Um, and so, I mean, and that was that was mostly like MAGA people. It was you know, and um, and so I was definitely involved in that. And it has uh, a lot has changed since then, I will say. Um, and I'm actually I'm, I was you know, I had high hopes that maybe the GOP could get their act together. But no, I mean, they, they kind of turned into like these this controlled opposition, moral majority, like nonsense within a year and a half. And I, I think it's a shame. But, you know, for me, like I ended up finding I ended up finding out about the Mises caucus in February of 2021. It was the first I'd heard of it. It was the first non woke libertarians that I had ever interacted with. And so once I realized that not every every libertarian was woke, I was like, I'm, I'm out. I'm going to go with them. They're, they're better. <laughs> hey, have, what do you guys think about the forward party? Did did you guys hear about that? Yang is starting Whoa, a new yeah, like populist so billionaire. It's such a grift, dude. It's such, such a, a grift. Way. It's all. It's well, a what, do you, what do you think? The, what do you think the objective there is? Money. <laughs> but uh, what, what is the motivation money? for any of this? What? <laughs> I, some have postulated that the Democratic Party is basically going to be just abandoned, 
right? And now just there's no real way to salvage it at this point. So they're just going to reinvent just letting it that rent, letting that like just crash on the reef. And then meanwhile, the billionaires class just shifts over to this thing. And they can be like, here's the new way to for us to rule you. But it's the, it'll be at the same people just kind of moving over. S- they seem to have quite a bit of money for some kind of third party movement. Of course, and, they um, always are funded by somebody. Well, and th- didn't they just merge too? They just merged with like two other parties and are now claiming to have the third largest political party. And I'm like, if you're talking about a like a merger, that kind of seems like you're running a business. That seems like you're running. Well, a that's exactly what it is. And there's yeah. no sign of any kind of like like a political agenda or anything. It's no nothing, nothing about policies or platforms or po- like it's just about like a power power base. And uh, I don't know. I, I I would say there's a you know definitely more than a non-zero chance that this could be one of the major parties with within an election cycle or two. I, I don't, don't think, think so, so. because yeah, they're not going to be able to get ballot access. Like is the thing. It's like so in New in New Hampshire. But you don't we, understand when you have the billionaire class, you know, on your team. Yeah, you get ballot access. Well, I guess so. Like, I yeah, mean, that you makes get sense, you get the media. Like, yeah, you get you you'll be I in a debate. True. You, I guess you know, that's like, true. No, 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 no. You don't because it didn't work out well for that. For that. What's his name? Bloomberg. Right. Thank you. That was that was exactly what I was saying. You when you put this stuff together, you still need to bend the knee. And if you're doing anything that disrupts the, you know, Democrats or the Republicans, they'll come together and say, fuck that. Like, we're not doing that. Like you, you it's cool. You be your little third party, but there's no way they're going to get to the level that the LP has. I I I think, I think this will be happen. bigger. Th- I think this will be bigger than the LP on its first election. I don't think it will be because I don't think it's, I, I don't think what they're doing is very inspiring. Like they, they they're not going yeah, to be able to build. It's not about inspiring. It's about the, the billionaires and the and the cash. And it seems like from know. what I've seen, there's a load. I mean, there's like billions of dollars or millions of dollars uh, going in so far. That is a good question of who's funding that though. I think they're already in like five million. You know, or like I don't know remember hearing that number thrown out but um we'll see i who knows i just think it's something to keep something to keep an eye on and uh, try to figure out like i don't know what are they up to (laughs) so what are you up to Maybe we could, yeah. cap, you know, here's an opportunity for libertarians to capitalize on, right? What do libertarians I mean, know? Do they Ballot even have access, like a platform? Right? Do they no, have a- that's the whole thing. No platform. No, yeah. so it's all just like this rich guy, that rich guy, this political guy, that political guy. It's like the influencer um, party. They don't, they don't care about anything, but so they're going to post there, like there materials could, on we, the internet. We could be seeing a nationwide ballot access like throwdown, right? So who's got the expertise? Libertarians, right? Um, we could be as a consultant, like, let's just say you've got a forward candidate, forward party candidate. You need to get him kicked off the ballot, right? With using all the same dirty tricks that, that, they, that the, the Democrats and Republicans have taught the libertarians, turn the tables and uh, for, for, you know, it's going to cost the billionaire class for this service. But they, you know, we have the skills. So uh, billionaires out there, you want you got somebody you need kicked off the ballot. I will sign. I will sign 
you know, get me, I'll petition for you. Throw me 20 bucks a SIG. I will <laughs> knock on doors. 20 bucks a SIG. I will. But we, we got people, we got people kicked off the ballot. We got Republicans kicked off the ballot in Philly, uh, the Ron Paul delegates. Like we got in a competitive, we reviewed their petitions and stuff. And, you know, you can, you can use their rules against them. And, uh, you know, something like the forward party coming in, they've got a lot of money, but they don't have a lot of expertise. So, Dude, I was pissed when I was collecting signatures for LP in, in 2020 and uh, I was in Virginia and they were paying me four bucks a sig or no, it was four bucks a signature. And then uh, Kanye's people <laughs> rolled up to this fair and there was about three of them. And I asked them, I was like, how much do they pay? They were getting paid 10 bucks a signature wow. and they wow. had no idea. They were so unprofessional. They, they just came in like wrecking balls, just came up like, hey, you hear about do you hear about Kanye? He's running for president. They have no, they didn't have because that's all you need to do. It's Kanye. Yeah, people like yeah, yeah, cool. Let me sign that thing. <laughs> but I'm sure. But I'm sure. Like if they went through it, they're I like, yeah, it. this person isn't even registered. This kid's like <laughs> this kid's like 14, or like this person is even from this state. They probably didn't see any of that money because they weren't good at collecting signatures. But the fact they were getting paid ten bucks a signature, it's like, damn, what well, am in, I doing? In Pennsylvania, like somehow the, the LPPA would get roped into using these petitioners that the national office uses. And these, you know, these like nomadic petitioners would come into the state. That's Alex. And you, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you'd pay them or whatever. But they were always sort of like basically like living out of their kind of like hand to mouth, sort of weird people. And some of them did a good job. And sometimes the quality was just awful just like the garbage yeah. they would turn in, you know, and then, but like, we'd have to accept it because, well, you know, Bill Redpath said, or, you know, like <laughs> there was just, just, it was just a shit show from end to end, you know, with yeah. like a real poor quality of, uh, you know, produce that I'm sure costs different people ballot access over the years. I, I, I got in a fight with one of Nick Sarwak's paid petitioners last week. I got oh, the whole no. thing. I did because so Nick Sarwak is such a oh uh, yeah that he's running candidates mm. against Jeremy and I in New Hampshire and they're out right now collecting signatures and so like we have a group where we're like spotted at the Bedford Market Basket I just happened <laughs> to be driving by the Bedford Market Basket so I like pulled in and I like went up and I started talking to him I was like are you a paid petitioner he's like starts telling me this whole story about like Nevada and I'm like but you're you're in New Hampshire like why are we talking about Nevada right now are you paid to be here I was just like playing dumb i was totally incognito i had a hat on and everything my hair up under it and he had no idea who i was and so i was just like <laughs> roping this guy in for like 15 uh, minutes until he finally is like do you want to take out your your phone and video me and i was like yes i do and so he gave me what? permission to film him and then he started a fight with me and then nice. eventually and then and like he started like yelling at me and i started yelling at him and calling him a paid petitioner and like and all this stuff and then the cops were called and I probably distracted him for like a good hour from actually collecting any petitions. So I was pretty pleased with myself. Nice. Boy, it's really getting politics is dirty in New Hampshire. Man, they slow wow. down at the at the grocery store. Oh my well, god! You know what? You know what the funniest thing is. So Nick Sarwak always likes to accuse the Mises Caucus of like bussing in like Republicans to like the Pennsylvania convention and all that. This that guy, we, yeah. this, this guy, we found out this guy that Nick paid to come to New Hampshire is a registered Republican. So wow. he's literally the one flying registered Republicans to New Hampshire. So uh, I guess this brings us back to kind of like an elephant in the room. But so right. do you think that do you really think that this is what triggered that? Because apparently that this is what I heard. I heard that video got posted and then immediately afterwards comes this Twitter 
blast about you. No. Well, no, I mean, okay. So the first thing people need to know is like conservatives have been trying to cancel me for over a year now since June of 2021 because they're pissed off that I didn't join their little movement after I left the left. And they, they like, you guys can understand. I was the conservative darling for like 15 minutes. I had, they had, they made a Prager U video about me. Like I was on all the shows. I did all this stuff. Really? I never joined their, really? oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, big wow. time. oh yeah. And so like, and, and so, so they were really pissed off actually when I came and joined the libertarians and they've been trying to cancel me every couple of months ever since and so no i don't think this thing on twitter happened as a result of that what this this thing on twitter is a horde of people who literally live to hate me every day and they have actually tried to make it their mission to get the libertarian party uh to like the libertarian party of new hampshire hampshire and the libertarian national party to publicly denounce me and that's what this is about so you know the too long didn't read version of it for people who may have seen crazy stuff about me on on twitter calling me a sexual predator and a pedophile is uh and they really i was actually impressed with them going into the archives on this one because i hadn't actually thought about this in years i met a guy in college um we dated in college and he basically this was back in like the late 90s early 2000s he basically wrote a program to be able to uh, help normal people process credit cards on websites which back in the day in the early internet like that wasn't paypal didn't exist that wasn't something people could do this program because he was young and stupid ended up getting used on a lot of porn websites so he's doing this all through college he's making a ton of money off of these porn websites that are using his program to run while we graduate i go to vermont he goes to florida and then ultimately to sweden we lose touch and the next thing i hear from him is i get a letter from him in jail saying uh you know that he's there for essentially being charged with child pornography charges now here's what happened there was a 17 year old kid who used a fake ID to get on one of the porn websites that his credit card processing system was processing credit cards for. And it became a whole rigmarole when that 17-year-old kid started canoodling around with a New York Times reporter. And then that New York Times reporter wrote a whole piece about it in the New York Times. And then it ended up with federal charges for like three different people. My friend ended up being one of them. He pled guilty to a crime that I know fully well he didn't commit um, in order to not spend the rest of his life in jail essentially i stood by him when he was in jail it was about eight and a half years i have no regrets about it i think that's what you do when you're friends with someone and they're railroaded by the government um for not doing anything wrong and he got out of jail several years ago and quite frankly we lost touch up until last week when these idiots on twitter started dragging a private person into a public twitter beef and so I'm really kind of disgusted by the whole thing. I, I, I feel very sorry for him and his family um, that he's been dragged into this. But that's really the, be- the end all be all of the story. There's really no there there. I wasn't involved with anything. I wasn't involved with his business. My role in this was purely to stand by a friend who I think got railroaded by the state. Yeah, I said because like, the story popped up um as we were talking about before the show it yeah. was i got i got noticed i i, I didn't even like notice like we were at the lnc like kind of pre like party thing of like the northern virginia libertarian party like we were just hanging out and i i happened to look down and, and see on my phone and i was like oh shit <laughs> i was like <laughs> what is, I, I i mean we're in the middle of a party like i'm not gonna be like oh i need to do research and check it out so yeah over the past few days you know i saw like the the posts they were coming out do you like the one guy, um, I, I guess because it was your your boy, it was boyfriend, right at the time. Not when he got arrested, he wasn't my oh, no, boyfriend. When he got, oh, okay, yeah, no. so okay, so you met him at that. I met him in college. That? 
Oh, you met him in college. Okay. Yeah, we went to, we went gotcha. to school together. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he got like the lesser of all the charges. I mean, there's people got like a hundred years in jail yeah. and he only got like uh what a hundred months or something like that. Yeah. So, and that, that was one of the things that actually led to him getting the plea bargain or taking the plea bargain. Cause he wanted to fight. He was fully prepared to go to trial. Um, the problem is his lawyers had focused, focus grouped out like potential juries. And they basically found out that he had like an 80% chance of getting convicted based on the jury selection pool that they had, because if he had been tried in Boston where he should have been tried, it would have been no problem. He would have been acquitted, but they flew him to Virginia because state is going to stay. Yeah. And so, and so essentially, um, what had happened is the first guy and I never even knew the first guy at all um, the first guy went to trial uh, pleaded not guilty, lost ended up getting sentenced to 150 years in prison, which God again damn. I don't know that guy, so I don't know anything about that, whatever um, but that when my friend saw that and was like I've got an 80% chance of conviction. If I go to trial, I would spend the rest of my life in jail. The government offered him a plea deal where if he pled guilty to things he didn't do, um, they it, the sentencing was going to be between eight years and 10 years or something like that. So it was actually a really unique plea, plea deal where the, the judge had a very specific parameter of what he could actually be sentenced to. And that's why he ended up taking it. And he spent a lot of time in jail for a crime he didn't commit. Um, but it would have been better for than going to jail for, for the rest life, of his dude. life yeah. yeah and i saw this on like a, is he on a, and i was like did oh that, yeah. did that also like, land him on place. a registry oh Sorry. yeah it did yeah it did yeah, yeah. Damn. but i mean but but the sad part is is he's doing great he's got an amazing job like he's doing really well and it was just trying to move on. and his job knew about all this stuff i'm pretty sure um so like he was moving on with his life and then just to get dragged into this internet bullshit is just yeah. like it's so it's so wrong on so many levels yeah, like we were talking on the phone and you were just saying uh, it was like fakertarian shit, but on like a completely different level trying to cancel yeah. people. And I was it was my birthday weekend. So I was just kind of like, oh, what the fuck? But I was like, oh, well, you know, let's let's bring her on. Like, let's talk about this because let's have this a conversation. Is why I stay off the Internet. I, I fucking hate this cancel culture place. shit. And, you know, right. Yeah. You're running for governor. You're in the Mises caucus. The, the further we get, the more hit pieces and bullshit and shit people are going to drag up. And it's sad when a lot of libertarians just immediately are like, what the fuck? And it's just like, hold up. The state is going to fucking state like the state does awful things like and we're all libertarians. Let's give each other the benefit of the doubt before we just start fucking jumping. In like, oh, my God, child pornness. It's like. What the fuck? Like we don't yeah, know. Wait the till you actually get. Wait the till you actually down. even Let's... start to get near actual political power. How bad right? Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like they'll be they'll 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 be just planting the child porn on your computer. Okay, yeah. like, and, they, and they like, you're up in the most based libertarian state. You're up in New Hampshire. Like mm-hmm. you know, like let's. The key is to get through that uncanny valley of of getting in trouble for that stuff and just end up like Hunter Biden and everyone just kind of. so i don't know i appreciate you guys actually asking the question because a lot of people don't but what i what i will also say is like for all the times i've been canceled by conservatives i've actually heard the least in this one i actually had i mean what what's basically going on is they're tagging the libertarian accounts and everything like this horde of people who has been focused on canceling me for the better part of the last two years um because again like their their whole goal in this is actually just to get the libertarians to denounce me because they keep they keep anticipating that I'm going to jump ship from you guys and go to the Green Party, which will never happen. Um, but no, I mean, it's all it's all bullshit. It's it's dragging a good person through the mud. 
again after he's already suffered a really he's already paid a really steep debt for all of this stuff and again like you know the evidence will bear me out on this one if people actually bother to look at it but most people just don't and regardless i wasn't involved in any of it i was literally like i wasn't right. even involved in this so that's <laughs> the thing by of- association all the time yeah the original yeah, tweet, ask them I to mean, focus on your personal scandals and not drag your friends into it. Okay. Exactly. That was the kind of the exactly. bullshit thing that I saw that it said literally like the first tweet, it was like, you know, Carlin known sex offender or whatever, or something yeah. like that. I'm like, wait a minute. known. like, what do you mean? known? I didn't, I did not know that. Like, what do you, why are you just making assertions? And, that, and the only yeah. the evidence of it was like, you got, there's like a one screenshot of a message, like during like, a, like, I guess it was like a Twitter exchange that really had no, like anything to it. it I, I just, I really got bothered by that. Like, cause this is what people do. They just say things they're like, Oh yeah. You know, Jared known anti-Semite, you know, and they just keep saying it more and yep. more. Yeah. You know, and this, and this is isn't, uh, well, no, but this Jew. is, but this is an important lesson though, because listen, like I said, this group of people specifically, and that person specifically who sent that tweet, he has been defaming me on the internet for eight months. And I've taken the advice of just ignore it. It'll go away. They'll wear themselves out. Just ignore it. No, it hasn't got away. And so now he is going to be getting a very um, nice cease and desist letter um, and possibly a defamation lawsuit if he's not fucking careful, um, which I have mixed feelings about, to be honest, but I've also reached the point with this where I just really don't care anymore. Um, I have mixed feelings about defamation law in general, but, you know, I mean, if you're going to put on the Internet that I'm a sexual predator when there's no evidence to support that I'm a sexual predator, you are a political candidate, right? So you do, well. uh, you know, that does open you up. You know, it's kind of part of the job is to be, you know, is to is to take the flack, right? You well, know, it's I'll like take the, the flack, but get- what I'm not going to be called on the Internet is a pedophile without there being repercussions. <laughs> well, that. There, right. But uh, I'm yeah. not I'm not surprised, you know, the more effective you get, the more vicious their attacks will be. And that's obviously what politics yeah. is all about. So and I, I, yeah, I mean, we call like, Biden uh, a pedophile on every podcast, don't we? Well, <laughs> she's not elected. She's not elected yet. Usually there, like, there are no, but she also is a pedophile. So that's the difference. There are no videos of me sniffing kids hair. I actually right. hate kids. Ironically, I really dislike kids. So, <laughs> oh. well, um, yeah, so like I, I just I, I think like when we're when everything was coming through, like th- that was really stuck out there, like known sex offender. And like that just bothered me through everything just because that's what they do. And I know they're all they're coming for all of us. Um, oh, yeah. I, they've I've already threatened me. They threatened like Alex, like they're going to they're trying to dox everybody and they're trying to dig up whatever they can get. I just didn't know about this this Prager U crowd trying to cancel you. I didn't. I was not aware oh, of that. It's like it's coming it's from all sides, far. right? Yeah. You're like you know, you thought it would be the at least the shit libs, you know, but no, no but it was you know, no, it's the conservatives. It's the conservatives. But it's, it's so it, some of these conservatives, they're oh my god, it's gross. Like at, at some I guess of these they feel threatened by and- you. I don't know. I mean, I think that they well, I've actually been more successful than people understand at converting people to the Libertarian Party. I actually have a very big politically homeless audience. I have a very big audience from the walkaway movement still. Um, and I've been very successful at making libertarians out of them. And so what I keep telling so the conservatives you have ballot access yet? Well, uh, so we actually just finished petitioning in New Hampshire. So Jeremy Kaufman and I will be on the ballot in November and hopefully one of us get 4% so that uh, so that we can continue to have ballot access without having together 5,000 so petitions. Either one of you just have to get 4% or yes, either one of us have to get 4%. Signatures? 
So it was well, it was three thousand is three thousand half from each congressional district, and then we got we actually ended up a little less than six thousand just for some wiggle room. Great. Yeah. So we're done. We're getting we're getting all the petitions turned into the state now. So yeah, and then um just you know time to focus on on campaigning and really so Jeremy's out there running for uh, Jeremy Kaufman is running for Senate. He for US U.S. Senate. Senate. Yes, sir. And he's serious. You're run- oh, he's serious. What an he's awesome serious. ticket. Man, that is the best. Like, this is what libertarians have to do. Like, you've got to be, you've got to be funny. You've got to be, uh, you know, like controversial, hardcore. Uh, I mean, the, the uh, Jeremy's videos, I mean, are, so just good, so, aren't they? are just so brilliant and hard hitting and relentless and just a, just an F you to anybody that's going to like try to scrutinize you too closely. Right. It's just kind of like. They're they're so good. And Jeremy's got a couple of videos coming out on Wednesday um, that people are definitely going to want to hang on to their hats for. He's uh, he, he's tackling the very uncontroversial issue of abortion. And so I think that uh, there's there's not going to be any ringing at all in response to that. Yeah, we cannot oh, confirm cool. or deny if we may have seen a slight preview, but they didn't one- they didn't see a slight preview, Justin. It's lies. It's lies. They did not see a preview. It was now <laughs> we cannot no, not at all or cold. deny. It was described to us as being so brilliant that we would literally it like, weep. It was like oh, Otto trying to describe memes, but visually on the on the after hours, <laughs> an audio only podcast, and Otto describing memes. That's what Carlin. Whatever. Just, that Jer- was the Jeremy doesn't want to come on our podcast, Possibly. so screw him. Screw Jeremy. He doesn't want to come on. He always. He always yeah, but Dan Smots will pop in. Yeah, Dan like, Smots. Oh, I don't really care how many votes you guys get, but just seeing you guys out there, right? And just get, like having a fun message, you know, like w- be willing to stir the pot, right? Like it's assuming it doesn't get too, uh, <laughs> too brutal and drag more of your friends into it. But I, I really hope it doesn't. Um, I will say this, though. I, I I had truly totally forgotten about all of this. That's how long ago this happened in my life. But I, there's nothing else that they can really pull out of my life at this point. Like, I'm actually a really boring person. So um, we'll see where they go from here. That That's their big smoking gun. That's really like if their big smoking gun is that I stood by a friend who went to jail for a crime he didn't commit for eight years to support him through the darkest times of his life. You know, I guess that's not so bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm just I just thought about that for a second. I'm like, wait a minute. If I actually run for office or something like I can't imagine someone going back to someone in my life, maybe 10 to 15 years ago that I might have been associated with and then just pulling up their record and saying like, hey, Alex knows it. Remember that person from like college 20 years ago or a kid from high school or that person you grew up with that was your neighbor? I don't know. You know, the. the the amount of they didn't bull- do any background check on me when I ran for uh, Pennsylvania <laughs> treasurer. Like they, Not like, at all. But I mean, that was that was back when that was before TVs, correct? That was, back, <laughs> that, was that was that was during the radio days of political ads. This was like Jim I don't know, Babs, this was like four, four or five years four or five years ago. Uh, and it wasn't that long ago, but um, but that was like they, there was like not as. The cancel culture and doxing wasn't nearly well, the fun. The fun part. Nobody actually cared. Yeah. And, that too. I, you know, I would just wish they had cared, but they didn't. But I was making fun of all the other treasurer. The previous treasurers in Pennsylvania had all been in some kind of scandal, some <laughs> kind of like bribery or felony or, or like sl- like all kinds of horrible shit. One committed ritual suicide or during a TV interview, like all the Pennsylvania treasurers are just a surly bunch of, of criminals. And like, 
and I was just having a lot of fun with with the different, you know. Uh, wait, the guy that gave the greatest. Involved. Wait, the guy that that was the Pennsylvania treasurer, the guy that gave the greatest speech ever, the political speech from a politician. Yeah, yeah, yeah the best that was the former ever. Pennsylvania treasurer. Wow. Okay. I was so, unaware of that. So, so let me show you the stuff I have to deal with. So right now you guys have someone in your chat named Poetry Painter. This woman stalks me around the internet. She's a conservative Christian that stalks everything I do just oh. to try to discredit me in the chat. This this goes on in my life literally every single day. We don't really get trolls outside of our circle coming in on oh, our yeah. I know. I oh, yeah. know. Congratulations. Welcome to my world. These people <laughs> stalk me every day of my life. But well, but I got but, but honey, 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 I got you banned off of Twitter. So I don't feel so bad about it anymore. <laughs> can we, can we, uh, would you mind if we find out what her beef is? This could be hilarious. Oh, please go for it. Well, you, yeah, I don't want to give this person credit. Well, let's just, could uh, you give us an overview or. Of, of her? Uh, oh, okay. She, she is of her. Oh, well, I'll, I'll give you. You were going to give us can, a sample or she, she can, something. She can, she can type in whatever <laughs> she wants to type in. But so this woman is a moderator of r slash conservative. And she, I did a I did an AMA with them, like right when I was like the conservative darling. And then this woman came into my DMs all the time and tried to like mandate that she would tell me what positions I could have and what I could say on Twitter. And so I was like, no, lady, you can't tell me what to say. And this is why like conservatives hate me, because they all try to do this. They all tried to like handle me. And I was like, no, I'm going to say what I want to say. And wow. that pissed her off. And eventually she, she was so unhinged that I just blocked her. And then she started hating on me every single day of my life and is obsessed with me. Who's this B girl? At least is she's this, thinking is this about also a, a, a routine yeah, hater of yours. I think that that is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got a whole oh, bunch of them. My God. I swear. This is what Man. happens every day of my life, though. She's wow. in the way over there. I this is like, this is chilling, very... man. Good God. Wow. Good, right, good. We're now we're just like reading comments all to ourselves. <laughs> well, anyways, that's, that's we'll just let radio them, content. We'll let them hey, can we we'll let them uh, we comment into the void. We'll just ignore What's up? that. What's up, Bab? We never got the, the best part of the show in was that video. Oh, the oh. uh the ATF one? Yeah, we got to end yeah. on a positive note. Yeah, should we save that for the after note. hours, yeah. or should we? Um... No, let, let's let's play it now. Let's play it now. I haven't we'll... seen it. I want to see it. All right. It, to me, me, I mean, so we only have a few minutes for our left. Audio so have. why don't we play right, it? But right, then we can discuss it. it in the after hours because it is it's worthy of an entire show on its own. There's a great backstory yeah. to this. Well, so let me let me pull this up real quick. So give the backstory. This is an old video. Well, this is an old video. This is yeah. It, it is from 2020. It yeah. must have got it must have got lost in the in the COVID. It got lost in the. COVID. I heard when it first came out, I found out about it. this. Is just funny, but now it's like resurfaced again because I think it's like one of those things. Like it happens on your like Facebook memories where you know people are like, oh wow, yeah, that did happen a year ago today, and then like they just repost it. I think that's. Or what we were also thinking Yo, maybe they just released the, the body cam video. footage. I've got the original video if you want it without the commentator guy. Yeah, send me that because I have one. Actually, this one's from News to Share. Actually, let me share this one because those yeah, guys. Yeah, the are News dope. to Share is the one. All right. Yeah, I've got that already. Let me. Uh, let me get that. But yeah, I think it just got lost and in the COVID and vamping. And I also there, think the, maybe the police cam video was released. So there we go. There was like a matrix glitch or something. All right, so we might have to narrate this a little bit. You guys are hearing this? 
Yeah. Body cam one, Just Columbus barely. police officer, Joseph Fihi. He gets out of his car. Walking He's walking up to, up to a, a row house. Turn around. Let me see your hands. Okay. Let me see your hands. I need to see some ID. Get on the ground. Get on Gun the ground out. now. Guns out immediately. Guns out. Doing his cop thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God the there's no dog now. in the yard. Yeah. Dude's got some paperwork, tucked in shirt and khakis. Total fed attire. I'm a federal agent. I'm Why wouldn't you show me your ID when I got here? Don't move forward, okay. forward. You didn't ask for it. Uh, oops. Three, three, Get on the ground. We'll figure it out. On that Not getting on the ground. Well, then stay where you're at. I'll Fine. If, if that had been Why a black kid, he'd have like 10. Listen, I'm not, oh, it's I have, no, I have yeah. no problem making this. You're the overreacting. I'm not overreacting. We got a call that someone's impersonating a police officer out here and doesn't have ID. No kidding. Because she doesn't want to open Okay, get on the ground so I can find out who you are. It ain't happening. Okay, fine. Fine. Do you find I think I'm a police officer or something? What the heck's the matter with you? Who do you think you are? Get on the ground! <laughs> Wait, did we say the backstory yet, though? I do not. No, no. Okay, okay. So the backstory is yeah. basically, basically, the this ATF agent shows up at this guy's house because he like recently bought a shotgun or something, and they have they, to. This is what make ATF sure it's not a straw did. purchase. What's that? Yeah. AT, they do this all the time. This was another yeah. recent video of like they came to a woman's house, like she was like asking to see the guns that she had purchased, and like right. what? Like fuck you! Like I'm not. So this you guy, oh, hell no. so this guy who's also like, he's he's some sort of like Eastern European foreigner kind of guy, or at least of 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 that descent, because he's got a very like thick accent when they interview him. But regardless, anyway, so he calls the cops on this guy. I don't know if he legitimately thought this guy was was faking that it was an ATF agent or if he just wanted to fuck with them either way it's hilarious and awesome but uh so yeah he calls he calls the cops on this guy and then so this is like when the cops show up that's what we're listening to slash watching keep your hands up all right so another cop has showed up Sir, don't argue face down on the ground face down now face down gentlemen Face down now. Like, all I don't the know way who down. All the way. Yeah, I know, right? All the way. <laughs> I got my IDs right here. It's like when the, the villains like and we're gonna put the on your back. Wait a sec. Do not resist. I'm not resisting. <laughs> You're acting like a moron. Don't resist. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Don't don't do this. Wait I can't breathe. So these, these two guys. My mic is out of my pocket. We're getting your security. Please, please wait. No, won't. Hold on. Hold on. I'm hyperventilating. Please, wait, please, sir. I'm, a, I, I'm not. Stop resisting. Would you yeah. please get my ID out of my left pocket? Stop. I'm begging you. My my wife's pregnant. Please. My it's wife's right pregnant. Here. My please. wife's pregnant. <laughs> my wife's pregnant. Let me up. That's so beautiful. You get it. Oh, Wait, sir, help me up. Just hold me up. Sir, I can't do this. Wait. Sir, stop resisting sir. now. Please help me. Sir, please, please get my, my my federal <laughs> creds. Get your taser out. Like no, no fed creds. my fed creds. Get them out. <laughs> I'm one of you guys. Tease. I'm the and one then, that oh. should be. I'm the one that's usually abusing people. I'm not supposed <laughs> to be here on this, this side wrong. of the booth. I support cop on cop crime. 
Wait a second. No, he's partially handcuffed. Sir! Partially handcuffed. Yeah, he's pulling an AOC there. Is he Please! I'm a federal (laughs) agent! My God, my God, my You have no idea what you are, acting the way you are. Sir! Who the heck do you think you are acting like? Nobody! (laughs) I wanted you to see my goddamn creds! The lady was freaking out, for Christ's sake! This is beautiful. Sir, please! Please! So remember this, if this guy comes to your door, right, this is now a defense, right? Yeah. If somebody if like like did he ask for ID? Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. But, you know, um, you could you could demand ID. And if they don't show it, then then call the police and do that. Say, like, yeah, he didn't show ID. But, you know, let's just say you're in you're inviting. I mean, if that had turned into a gun battle, like the whole neighborhood would have been in jeopardy. Yeah. So, so use yeah. with caution. It's a risk. But then hope what I'm hoping is that during the melee that the homeowner had a chance to discreetly slip out the back with his illegal <laughs> weapon stash. It was a woman. It was a woman with her a weapon stash. So like it's it Good was for just, her. Yeah. I thought it's hilarious. She called the police and said this guy is, is trying to imitate being an, a federal agent. <laughs> yeah. And the cops came and took it seriously. Yeah, so I don't you want to tell my post. I, I want to go to the part where he's in the car and he's just like, just screaming. Oh man, it's so good. Stay yeah, Matt Rice said, "Stay on stage." Oh no, pilot. here's when they're talking to the uh, the lady and her son. Are you guys going to get a really good call? Okay. What What did he say to you when he talked to you? I have to open the door because he's a police. I tell him I can't open the door because my husband. Our officers on edge, bro. We were finally able to. He said, "You have to open the door." I tell him, "I'm sorry, I can't. Um, stay with my kids. My kids start to crying because they they afraid." Okay. Him, did he ever to try to place. did he ever try and break the door or anything like that? Yes, he is still knock and he say I will stay here until evening if you don't open okay. the door because you okay. are li- liar. Okay. Oh damn. Very good. There's a chance the sergeant might want to talk to you, so thank you very I'm much. Yours. Okay. You good. Good. Thanks, Thanks, Steve. Yes. Hey, we'll see one of these <laughs> I don't see it. I want to tell your supervisor what a nice job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I gotta tell him. Okay. You prankster? Is What's this that? like yeah. real life? Is this real life federal nullification? Like, is this what they're seeing? <laughs> oh, I'm looking for the one. There was one where they had him like inside, inside the car, and they were inside like, the car, out. and he's he's just like he just like won't shut the fuck up. Oh man, I don't think it's I on think this. It I support red flag I've laws. Got asthma. Federal what did he say? I've got diabetes. What what was he crying about? <laughs> yeah, I've got monkeypox. That's what he should have said. Yeah, don't Get touch off, me. Uh, I got monkeypox. I'm for re- releasing the police on federal agents. <laughs> I'm all for oh, it. I, I'm just I I'm it. still concerned about about the like the uh, possible collateral damage. Right. When if these guys I mean, consider the aim of both of those guys. Right. Like <laughs> if, it, if, if a gun battle broke out, like no one would be safe. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that could have been. That well, I needed been, that. that. Yeah, was, that, that was probably going to end though. way worse. But uh, I definitely, uh, yeah, I definitely appreciated that laugh. That was that was good. I never saw. I haven't seen the full. I didn't see the end video where they talked to the woman. So that made me, that made me happy. And they're they're like praising the police. Like thank you, good job, thank you. Oh god, that's great. Oh man. Well, 
Carlin, thank you for coming on and uh, speaking your your uh, your lies because you're just a moron, according to the comment section. But um, I know, no, but no, I know. We, according we, we to the uh, conservatives <laughs> that stalk me all day, I'm I'm not a very good person. But whatever, I don't really care. Yeah, thanks for coming well, on. If you, if you didn't have any enemies, you you know you you would be ineffective. So, uh, what are you gonna do? Well, I, I appreciate you guys having me, and I want to thank my own personal loser brigade that has shown up in uh, the chat. And thank you so nice for so for so expertly proving that you are exactly like the libertarian fakeertarian loser brigade. It just like it, you know, it, all loser brigades got to stick together. And I'm glad my loser brigade has found the libertarian loser brigade. <laughs> the important thing is that they care. Yes. Yes. Oh my God! All right, hey, at least let, we've let, got at least we've got Nima on our side. Here. Yeah, thanks, Nima. Love you, Nima. You're great. Sometimes it's the losers you meet along the way that are the real story. <laughs> <laughs> whatever does it, whatever does it, those are the, the real friends. <laughs> <laughs> the real friends awesome. are the losers well, you meet along the way. Well, I know I don't think you can stick around for the after hours podcast. Um, I I can't bummer. tonight, but thank you guys That's for fine. having me. Yeah, we'll oh, hang well. out again sometime soon. Yes. Sounds good. Yes. Sounds good. All right, guys. The take future care. governor of of New Hampshire. Thank you very well, much. Uh, the yes. future queen of New Hampshire after we oh, succeed. Queen. Oh, 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 wow. We'll, we'll, we'll hop up in New Hampshire. Yeah, going back to the monarchy. Court, your Highness. Is this, is this a hoppy and monarchy? We're, we're it is. It is. It is. The covenant I'm being a jester. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, Cool. Well, uh, everybody, we're going to record our After Hours podcast right after this. If you guys want to check out the After Hours podcast, you can sign up for our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. And you get uh, access to all the other After Hours podcasts we've ever done. Plus, you get to hear the podcast we're going to record right after this. So please check out our Patreon. But if you guys don't feel comfortable giving a Patreon, go go to PRLfans.com and find other ways to donate to the show like PayPal and Bitcoin. Uh, we have t-shirts for sale. Yes, t-shirts. <clears throat> so I bought, <clears throat> I used our code and I bought a bunch of t-shirts uh, from libertariancountry.com. I used the code PRL2 because I, I always end up spending $50 or more. So use the code uh, PRL2 for a 20% discount if you spend $50 or more. Or if you just want to buy one shirt, that's cool. Use the code PRL or PRL podcast for a 10% discount. Uh, they got a lot of cool stuff, good sales stuff going on right now. So go over, head over there, check over there. They got books, stickers, everything else. Um, I was talking to the owner, Chuck. He's a good dude. Um, and yeah, we look forward to some of the new stuff he's got coming down uh, coming down soon. So uh, please check them out. And until next time, live free or die. Stretching the flags on the tax bombs and red Voices by a few at the expense of the many Soldiers and cards and the machine You can't justify killing